Hello again, we're just about ready to hit the track, so please make sure your safety belts are securely fastened, as they always should be in your vehicle. This is Tower. Launch sequence engaged. George Washington. John Adams. Thomas Jefferson. I love them crazy planets. Yeah. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 628. And I just realized this week, when I looked at the show number, that I've started podcasting back in early 2005, and that makes this about 830 straight weeks of podcasting. And I just wanted to say that it's crazy and wonderful and I am more grateful than ever to and for you because none of this could have happened without you. So thank you. Because again, this, like every week, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more as we go from the parks to the screens and everything in between, not just here on the podcast, but my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, community, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app and find everything else at www.radio.com. So I invite you this week to join me live-ish from Disney's Vero Beach Resort as we review the 10 reasons to stay, play, and get away on your next trip to Walt Disney World, if you're local to the area, or even having Vero as its own destination. We'll discuss the resort's history and details and review the decor, rooms, dining, amenities, and activities. We'll also discuss what you can and should do outside the resort, from activities to dining, shopping, and more. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for information, updates, and your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. When you think about going to Florida for a Walt Disney World vacation, chances are you think about what resort on property you're going to stay at, your favorite park, and attractions, and of course, making your advanced dining reservations far in advance. And much of your Disney adventure actually begins even before you get there, as the planning that's required or recommended before visiting the parks is just part of the fun. But did you know that Disney has another Florida resort which isn't attached to or even near a theme park? Because here, the resort is the destination. And there's an opportunity for a different type of Disney vacation, and one that, in my opinion, you can and should think about attaching to your next visit to Walt Disney World. And I'm talking, of course, about Disney's Vero Beach Resort. And if you've never stayed or visited here, we're going to give and share with you a resort report as well as 10 reasons to stay, play, and get away to this not-so-hidden treasure on Florida's Treasure Coast. And joining me live from the resort are my favorite travel companions, Deanna, Marion, and Nicholas Mangello, also known as my family. Family, welcome back. 
This was a very nice getaway, and I'm excited to talk about it. Hello. So this is our third visit to Disney's Vero Beach Resort. Thank you, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Going back to 2013, when I think I surprised you guys, right? Wasn't it this is one of, the, one of Marion, you love the surprises. My, one of my uh, sort of surprise trips where I tell you to quickly pack a bag because we're going away for a weekend. And I think we instantly fell in love and had such an unexpected good time here because we didn't know what to expect, having never been here before and really not known much of the resort. We were here again three years ago. And this weekend, we had just a little three-day getaway to a place that, especially based on what we've been talking about today, we're starting to look forward to coming back to more and more often. And I think as Florida and, and sort of Walt Disney World locals, for lack of a better word, this is a great getaway slash staycation. It's easy. It's about two hours from Walt Disney World. But because it's also so close, I think it is something that guests who come to Walt Disney World should think about doing and almost attaching to their trip as well. And we'll talk about some of the reasons as we go through our review of the resort. But even when we first got here on Thursday night, I said that Vero almost reminds me of a cruise-type experience or Aulani, where it is this attraction that is not an attraction. There, There is no theme park here, and especially even here, there's no shows, there's no... At least right now, there's there's no characters. They do have some character meals at buffets. We'll, we'll get to that. But like Alani, it's this wonderful, secluded getaway with a little bit of D- Disney sprinkled on top. And if you want to sort of do something as part of your Walt Disney World vacation, this is easy to do. You don't have to worry about it, especially if you're not a cruiser. And obviously right now with COVID, we can't cruise. I think this is something that you can plan as either its own little getaway or something that you want to attach to a Disney vacation. So I think the other important thing to realize is it's this almost like immersive experience that it's total relaxation. You get here and you just feel like so relieved because of the, you know, the way they greet you still and you walk into the hotel and the amenities are wonderful and you get hit with this beautiful beach smell. So right then and there, you're just so excited to be here. I like it's like a different experience from the parks and it adds like it's not like oh there are like a ton of people like piling in because of the parks and the special quantities it's just like its own little secluded thing off in the distance away from Disney World and it has a lot of like factors that make it a lot a more of a different but better experience than some other resorts that you might think of. Well I said you know when you think about going to Walt Disney World you know you sort of it, it's like you're you're getting your your battle plan ready. Like, okay, we need to figure out where we're going to stay, and you know, book it X amount of time in advance. And where's our ADR? And where what resort are we going to go to? What park are we going to go to on what day? There is almost a you know a militaristic uh, strategy and approach to planning your vacation because I think for the most part you do need to plan a lot of things in advance depending on where you are on the planner scale. Whereas here, you can just show up and get away and it does have a much more relaxed vibe a lot of that pressure is off Um, but before we get really into the details about the resort i wanted to give uh, a little bit of a history of how why and when this disney vacation club resort came to be so going back to the early days of 
Disney Vacation Club, uh, starting off with the original Disney Vacation Club Resort, which is obviously now Old Key West. Disney had this very sort of grandiose vision of what their non-timeshare membership program was going to be. And the idea was not necessarily to start and build a number of hotels in Walt Disney World, but they really wanted to build DVC resorts, which obviously you don't need to be a DVC member to stay at, at other locations that were already popular tourist destinations across the country. And while they wanted to sort of not be a timeshare per se, it was very much in alignment with that same type of model. And the first Disney Vacation Club property was what is now Disney's Old Key West Resort. But three out of the next four projects were meant to be in very different locations. One was going to be at Hilton Head, South Carolina, obviously, which is there. Another one, which was one that was never built, was going to be at Newport Beach, California. And then the next one was going to be the boardwalk that took a number of years to develop after that. And after Old Key West opened in 1991, it took about four years before another Disney Vacation Club property would join the, the lineup, and that was Vero Beach, which opened in October of 1995. And basically what Disney did was during that first year of, of Disney Vacation Club being in existence, you know, Disney earned a sizable sum of money, and they used a good portion of that to invest in oceanfront land here at Vero Beach and Newport Beach, California. And the idea and the philosophy was similar for both coasts, right? They wanted to build the the idea of marrying a Walt Disney World or Disney vacation or Disneyland vacation to, you know, sort of this, this idea of a theme park vacation and a beach vacation, doing both together and attaching one to the other, which is why Newport Beach, which is about 20 miles from Disneyland, and you know, in Southern California, 20 miles is the same. It's about two hours away and here, Vero Beach is about 100 miles from Walt Disney World, and to get to either places would be about two hours. And unfortunately, the Newport Beach never really happened, but obviously the Vero Beach Resort, uh, that plane was already in flight. And you'll see that when you walk in to, uh, even when you approach Vero Beach from a the an aesthetic and a theming style, you'll see it very much has this retro Florida type of feel to it. It almost makes me think of like uh, some places like in Disney Springs and other places where like Homecoming, for example, that sort of simpler, quote unquote, real Florida feel. And one of the things that or a few of the things that Disney wanted to really instill initially and has continued on and really grown was not just incorporating nature and the natural surroundings and, and resources into the resort, but it being an educational opportunity as well. And I think that's why they picked a place like Vero as opposed to some place that was even more populated like a uh, like a Daytona Beach or that already was sort of a very heavily congested area. Uh, and what they decided to do was incorporate this idea of this part of Florida being what's known as the Treasure Coast with this idea of nature, and we'll talk about the, the conservation and environmentality efforts and learning opportunities that go on here. But even as you walk through the resort, you'll see that nature is very much inclusive in 
the design and in the artwork. There's uh, paintings and photos of some of the natural inhabitants of the areas as well as, like Alani, just a little bit of the touch of Mickey to sort of remind you that you're still at a Disney resort without it being sort of over the top and, and very whimsical everywhere. So this, this combination of old, old Florida and this Indian River country history throughout the resort and as you walk through the lobby down uh, some of the side passageways by where the spa is, there's some great old photographs there about how uh, this has been Dodger Town for so many years and just some of the history of the area. But I very much love the aesthetic and the very sort of relaxed, laid back, sort of old Florida theme that Vero Beach has. One thing I like is that it doesn't take away from like what this used to be. It doesn't just completely take away everything and make it all just Disney. Like you can still see some of the things that used to be here, like what you said, like with the Dodger stuff. And they also incorporate nature in a great way by using, like, a lot of, like, plants and, like, shrubbery to help, like, prevent, like, wind from the waves. And it's just a really good vibe. I also like the fact that you can have an itinerary or you don't have to have an itinerary. And that's, like, the most important thing. The, uh, um, the other thing is, is that we are so lucky because we can vacation where we live, whereas people have to come from far away to get the- this wonderful resort and they're coming to our home to vacation so something that i really like the how you were talking about the you know the aesthetic of it is it really is not super in your face disney when when you want to go to a disney resort just go oh you know want to go to we'll go to disney world why would i go to, to the beach if i wanted to go to a disney you know resort but this sort of has that perfect balance of you know getting away having that very almost i don't know how to describe it mature when some people think disney they think oh it's a kid resort no you you get sort of a little bit of both the disney magic and the disney experience and treatment and service with the you know the key west when i say key west vero beach (laughs) feel right well but key west it it does it has that same type of even the buildings and sort of the the uh, decor and being right on the water. And obviously we're sitting outside, in case you can't hear, we're sitting outside by the pool at sunset on this cool, breezy, beautiful evening. And it's been quiet here all day. And I love the fact that we can sit here and hear the ocean in the background. And we can hear it and we can see it from our room. And just quickly sort of touching on the rooms, the rooms look and very much feel like Disney rooms, except for the fact that they're larger. Um, even the, the standard rooms are about 375 square feet, but they also have uh, one bedrooms at, at our 880. There's a two bedroom at 1255. There's also a three bedroom beach cottage that has 2,125 square feet and sleeps 12. So if you want to do an extended, you know, grandparents, grandkids, or a few couples and kids getting together, like that is a great option as well. Uh, and again, you do not need to be a Disney Vacation Club member to stay here and enjoy all of the amenities that, that come with it. And I found the room, you know, we have uh, an oceanfront view. I love the fact that you get up in the morning and you can open up and step out onto your balcony, watch the sunrise. And I love keeping that door open and just laying in bed and hearing the sound of the ocean in the back in the distance. There's something to be said about being able to get up 
and walk outside your door and see the sunrise. I mean, it's it was absolutely breathtaking both days that we were actually here. Um, and I think too, like to come here with a group of friends and stay in that beach villa would be absolutely amazing. And they do have, um, if we, while we're sitting here, we just smells like a barbecue. So there is some uh, areas that you can actually, since it is DVC, you can actually go to, you know, the grocery store and barbecue. So, and that's what I mean when I said that this, from the second that I walked in the door and I admittedly, I have a very tough time relaxing and unplugging like my brain is always going and especially living at the place where my job is when i come to the parks you know sometimes or even if i do a staycation i'm always thinking about some way to create content or share but there was something about walking in here that i instantly felt relaxing and that's why i keep thinking about it along the time along the lines of this being like a disney cruise but the differentiator here is that unlike even going on a cruise or going to walt disney world there is no pressure to do anything, right? You go to Walt Disney World, there's pressure to go to the parks, to maximize your time while you're there. When you get on a cruise, it's overwhelming the amount of things that you feel like you want to do sometimes. And here, you can go at your own pace, your own time, and your own style. And I think that's what makes this such an attractive place to look to come and stay even for a few days. So I thought a fun way to review the resort would be 10 reasons to stay, play, and really get away at Disney's Vero Beach Resort. And for me, I think if, if you are visiting Walt Disney World as a vacation, number one is it's a break from the parks. And it sounds like something that almost would be counterintuitive because you're vacationing at Walt Disney World. But you have to realize that there's a lot more to Florida to see and do. And sometimes you almost don't want to leave Disney, you know, or the quote Disney Pubble. But here, there is more to Florida. But you have, like we said before, you have that Disney touch. And I think that we know when we lived in New Jersey, we'd come to Florida. There is almost that feeling that you need a vacation from your vacation after five days, seven days in Walt Disney World. And I think that's exactly what this does. And we've talked about, and we've done it before, where... You go on a Walt Disney World vacation, you do a little land and sea, you do, and people always ask, do you do the Walt Disney World part first or the cruise part first? And I always say, you do the cruise part second because it allows you to sort of come down and relax from the excitement, the exhaustion, the stress of going to Walt Disney World. I think that's exactly what Vero Beach does. It's a nice way to punctuate and to relax from your time in the Disney theme parks. So when I think of like going to Disney World, I always think that you have to have like a plan out. Like first we gotta go to Hollywood Studios and do Rise of the Resistance and do this and do that and do this and do that. It's very then, stressful. Yeah, it is very stressful. But for like a resort like this and a lot of DVC resorts, it's more of like a go at your own pace type of thing. They're like, one day you could just go to the beach and relax and then you just do whatever you wanna do and there's nothing like that you have to do during that because it's all on you. And we came here, our plan was to have no plan. We did no research ahead of time. We walked in. They give you the welcome home recreation activity guide, which we'll go through. And we just said, we're just going to play this very much by ear. And as the day goes and what we feel is exactly where it is that we did. 
So I agree when it's sort of like you want to come and you have no plan and, you know, but I know that I am not the only person that enjoys structure. I love planning. I, I thoroughly enjoy getting a plan and, and doing that. And I know that there are a lot of people that are so do not get alarmed because they do give you the welcome home activity guide. Um, and obviously everything's optional and these are things that you do have to plan ahead for, but I will say as someone who enjoys planning and structure, that is an option. And we'll talk about all of the different activities. Don't don't mistake my saying how relaxing this is, that there is not a lot of things to do if you so choose to want to do them. But I, I do like this idea of having a break from, like you said, the stress and sometimes the overwhelm of the theme park. Number two, I think that there is also some unique opportunities that you'll find here that you won't find anywhere else. And from the very beginning, much like Aulani, there has been a focus on nature, the natural resources, and conservation. And if you come during the right time of year, which would be from usually about May through the entire summer, you have an opportunity to witness and participate in something that is amazing to see. Because here... They have the loggerhead sea turtle nesting grounds. And every year, the newly hatched sea turtles are guided into the ocean by nothing other than the moonlight. Uh, No exterior lights or lights in the hotel windows shine. So you'll see signs everywhere talking about the dark beaches and even the color of the lights at the resort and the lack of lights elsewhere because the This is one of the most dense sea turtle nesting spots in the entire Western Hemisphere. So in order to make sure that the turtles and the environment are not disrupted, you'll see that there are stakes and ribbon markers. But through that summertime, if you go down to the ocean about sunrise, you'll see that in this five miles of beach that Disney is responsible for, you'll be able to see oftentimes these baby turtles leaving their nest from the ocean and how the the, the folks from Disney really pay attention to inventorying the nest and making sure the turtles get there safely. And this conservation awareness there extends beyond just watching the, the, the sea turtles go into the ocean, which is beautiful, but there's also a lot of activities to help guests learn more about how to preserve sea turtle habitats. They have a turtle troop where some younger guests can learn to identify the nesting behaviors and the tracks. And because this is on the Treasure Coast, the turtles are not the only endangered species. There are manatees as well. So getting the opportunity to experience nature firsthand and close up with the little bit of Disney touch on top is another great thing to see. And for a lot of people, it's very much a, a, a reason to come and attractor for a lot of guests. And I know we saw that years ago. I mean, this is another reason why and how they so greatly integrate and educate people about nature through this resort is by talking to people about these turtles and how they go out and how to preserve them and protect them when thing when they do hatch so that they can most safely go back to the ocean because it is an endangered species and we do need to care for nature because of how important it is for so many parts of the environment 
And as a quick aside, I love turtles. I like turtles. And Disney, through the resort itself, and you can find out more when you check in, has turtle conservation and, and outing uh, experiences that you can participate in. Uh, so you can see the loggerheads and the greens and the leatherback turtles. And just as a quick aside, Disney has contributed literally millions of dollars um, to the to the Worldwide Conservation Fund, specifically for um, sea turtle conservation. And if you go into the gift shop, there's actually a number of different books and resources that you can purchase and take a look at um, and, and you'll see how the turtle is very heavily integrated even to the design and the core of the resort. And as we said earlier, obviously sea turtle conservation and watching the sea turtles is not the only activity here by far. And that's why I said at the beginning, you can really pick and choose to you know, live your own adventure here in terms of how much or how little that you want to do. Because as soon as you, you come in, you are given a welcome home guide to everything that's going on, both literally inside the resort in the community hall, as well as outside the resort, both on the beach, as well as by the pool areas. And there is probably 15 or so different events and activities that take place every day. Some, many are free to guests, others that do have varying levels of cost to them. Uh, also, by the way, if you are a Disney Vacation Club member, you can get discounts as well. And I think if you're an annual pass holder, you can possibly get discounts as well because I know you can get AP discounts on dining. So obviously there is the everything you expect the resort. There is the pool, there's the spa, there's the beach, but there's a lot of ones that you can find that really run the gamut from sport-related ones like shuffleboard and there's a a little cornhole court, there's ping pong, there's a pool table, all locate, all located right by the pool. There's also, um, those are all free, and you could also rent bicycles as well, which have, a, which have a small fee associated with those as well. You go to Ebon Flows, which is sort of the, the sign-up location located right by the pool, but there's also things like a surf school, you can, an excursion to learn how to fish in your own local lakes, there's mini. There's a little miniature golf course here, basketball and tennis courts, as well as a small pond and field uh, directly across the street from the resort. Uh, that actually, that location was they were going to expand the resort at one point, and then they decided to use it for recreational activities instead. Instead, as well as everything that goes on on the beach as well. You can rent chairs, umbrellas, cabanas, body boards, boogie boards, uh, kayaks, which I wish I, we could have done this time. Water's a little bit chilly for me. And I think during some times of the year, you can also rent wave runners. But even beyond sort of the outdoor activities, inside the community hall, which is located just off the pool area, there are a number, there's probably about five different activities that, that take place throughout the day. Again, from kids to adults, there are mini Mickey masterpieces, Disney map photo frame, memory jars, canvas bags, seashell painting, Disney pillows, tile art. Uh, I know you guys, you probably might don't remember, my kids are both very crafty. You guys did a bunch of these the first time that we came here and loved doing those both inside in the community hall as well as outside as well. Do you remember doing any of those, any of those crafts? <laughs> I remember very vaguely doing a few of them because I know Little Mern and now Big Mern. We, I always love, you know, 
doing a craft and then having something that I can take home and also like sort of creates a memory and like something to do. So I definitely remember we did the, there's a Mickey tie dye, um, that we, that we did, which was really fun, which they teach. It's more like a course, like they teach you how to do it. Um, I remember like long, long time ago, the first time that we came, they had like a stuffed animal. I don't think they do it anymore, but they had like a stuffed animal, uh, little craft and they had like a shark tooth necklace craft, which I believe they still do as well. So yeah, very fun things to do. Yeah, and they all run from about seven to fifteen dollars or so. Again, you could make pillows, you can make frames, paint seashells. Adults or kids twelve and up can paint wine glasses, you can create different bags. But there's also a lot of other highlights and programs throughout. There are archery lessons that are about $25, a fabric art class, a geocache challenge, and we've done geocaching um, just locally, which we've loved. You mentioned the shark tooth necklaces. The fishing fundamentals where you learn the basics of catch and release fishing is about $20. It's for kids seven and up. There's also daily ocean origami. You can join a naturalist for a nature walk down treasure trails and explore all the different plants and wildlife. There's a sand sculpture competition every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, as well as scavenger hunts, bocce, and ask the naturalist, which I really love that the fact that they have a naturalist here to ask and answer questions and learn more about the flora and the fauna and a lot of the animals. So there are water sports, there are land sports, there's instructor-led classes, there's things that are for free, there's things that are, you know, for if you if your kids want to go in there on their own or if you want to do stuff with them. I like the fact that there's such a wide spectrum of things to do that you can pick and choose from throughout the day. That's another great thing about the resort is that they have so much going on, like, but you don't need to do everything. It's more of just like you choose what you do because it happens like a lot throughout the week and then everything happens multiple times. So like a scavenger hunt would happen at 12 o'clock on, on like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So you don't have to like, be like, oh darn, I missed that opportunity to do the sand sculptor competition. They'll be like, oh, there's another opportunity coming on Wednesday. So you don't need to worry about anything. You could just like go with the flow. The other thing too is the fitness activities. The, um, the, I'm sorry, the gym here is really, really nice. They have a full gym and also they have a really neat running trail. I didn't do it this time, this visit, but the last time I was here, they actually have like a tunnel where you can cross, um, the street and you go and there's like a whole Peter Pan tunnel and a whole running trail right across the street. So if you want to do some exercise on your vacation after you eat and eat all the good stuff, you get to do that too. I don't know what any of those words mean, but I am sure that there are some people that enjoy that part of it. But The other thing thing too is I don't think you actually um, said these fun things. Between four and five every day during the week, they have these neat things for adults, uh, 21 and over. Like on uh, today is Saturday the 20th, they had a pirate rum adventure. So between four and five, you had to sign up and you go to, you know, one of the, it says the green cabin, and they do some kind of adventure. So it's Well, it's like, well, they're right. They have things. For, it's like the cruise where they have like the mixology classes. Right. Here, they have bourbon and beyond. They have martinis with style, mix-up margaritas, pirate rump adventures, sangria creations. So there are things that are adult-only activity. And look, we spent, you know, we sort of made camp early in the day here by the pool. We noticed that there's a wide spectrum of guests that are here. Not everyone is 
you know, a, a family with kids. There are older couples as well as younger couples and groups of couples together. And I love the fact that they have activities for everyone sort of on uh, all ages so that there is something to do if you want to do that. And next on my list of, of a reason of things to do is that doesn't end when the sun goes down because there's also nighttime activities as well. They have movies on the green where we saw last night we were sitting outside and there's, and there's a ton of places just to sort of sit down and relax in comfy chairs and catches, couches inside and outside the resort. So they were playing movies out on the green which you're surrounded by this huge sort of wall of foliage, but you have the sound of the ocean in the background. Last night it was frozen, and they play classics like Snow White as well as new movies. And we didn't do it on this trip, uh, but in the past they also do, they have a campfire location, much like you would see at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. There is a uh, campfire location where they do a Chippendale s'mores campfire sing-along we did that a number of years ago which was like so much fun and it, it's just a short walk from the main building and the community hall do you guys remember doing that i do remember doing that and it, it reminded me a lot of fort wilderness which is like such a it was just so it's just so great to like go and you can hang out with your kids and just have a s'more and just chill so in addition to some of the the activities that you can do and I, I I added this to my list because it's something sometimes I think we forget to do because we're given this list of activities or we go to Walt Disney World and we're planning, 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 and we get back to the room late at night and we're exhausted. And I think one of the reasons to come here and to stay and to, to play here or not play here are the simple pleasures, the simple pleasures that I admittedly do not get to or allow myself to take advantage of the last the the whole time that we've been here we've been able to sit down and play scrabble to play monopoly and inside the main community hall there is a game room um, with different boards you can go to the front desk there's monopoly disney monopoly disney clue um, scrabble a few other games and plenty of game tables and chairs both inside and outside in order to be able to to Again, it's a simple thing that I think we get so consumed with, especially sometimes at home in our busy lifestyles, that we don't get to do with each other. Another great thing that I think is just like such a small thing, but it does make a bit of a difference, is that like the games are like built into the table, so that you don't have to worry about bringing your own game. You don't have to be like, oh darn, I forgot my Monopoly, and you'll be like, oh, it's already built in there, so I don't even need to worry about it. Let's go down and play a game. Or you could be like us. We actually bring our Monopoly, but Marion finds a new Monopoly inside the gift shop, and we had to add it, and we, we played for hours last night. I would say I have a Monopoly addiction, and beware when you go into the gift shop. They have the new Disney Parks Monopoly, um, so that was very much a purchase that we made, and it was very fun. I love Monopoly. Because Marion won. That's why she's... Yeah. <laughs> so. um, I didn't just win. I annihilated you See, all. And this is you also beware when you play Monopoly with me. She's cutthroat. She's killer. But but seriously, like some of the things... That we, and whether the simple pleasures are playing a board game or just sitting on the beach. You know, a lot of times if you go to Walt Disney World, you feel, oh, we're spending all this money to, you know, be at a resort close to Magic Kingdom. We have to get all these attractions done. We have to make our ADRs. We have to do all these things. It's hard sometimes to do that because you feel like you should be doing something. And here, I felt like I should be doing that, like just taking the time to 
not worry about where I need to be or everything that's going on, quote unquote, in real life. To that end, number whatever it is on the list, I don't know, I think we're at four, five, six, somewhere around there. I think this also affords you the opportunity to indulge yourself a little bit. And whether indulging by going to the beach and renting a cabana or getting um, some beach equipment that you want to play. And there's also a spa here. Now we're here sort of on what is hopefully, you know, getting to be the end of COVID, but the spa currently is closed, but there is a full spa here with all spa amenity things. I'm clearly not the spa guy. I don't go to the spa a lot, but I know Deanna, like that's one of the things that you like to do to treat yourself or indulge yourself on vacation, whether it's going for a massage or a facial. Yeah, I, I really enjoy the spa. I haven't been to the spa here, so I'm going to have to do a research trip uh, the next time we come to make sure I can put, check it off my list. <laughs> so next on the list, and it's surprising, I'm sure, to you listening at home as to why it's taken me long, so long to get here, but there are a number of different dining options when it comes here. And, and, and when I talk about the dining here, it's it's actually, I think, very different than other resorts because I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. It's not the reason why you come here, right? The dining options, unlike, look, unlike going to Walt Disney World, where the dining locations inside all the resorts are exceptional because that is the destination. I think Disney smartly recognizes that because Vero Beach is a bit of a tourist destination, you probably are going to, as we've seen the last few nights, you probably are going to leave the resort at some point, right? It's like Aulani. They know you're going to leave the resort. So the restaurants here, while they're wonderful, are more of a convenience than the reason why you come, right? We, living in Walt Disney World, we make a special trip to certain resorts because we want to go to Topolino's Terrace. We want to go to Victorian Alberts, whatever it might be. I think here... Disney is not worried about trying to keep you at the resort the same way they do at Walt Disney World, right? They want you to stay inside the Walt Disney World bubble the entire time and because there is no reason to go anywhere else in Orlando. Here, there are lots of reasons to go and explore throughout Vero. So while there are a number of different dining options here, I'm not saying that, that the dining is the reason to come. So there's actually, there is a full sit-down restaurant. There's also a an outdoor bar as well as the, the pool bar. And there's also the green cabin room bar, which is inside on the second level of the main building. So there's the grab-and-go marketplace. You can grab snacks. There's sandwiches. There's We had pot pie. They have meatloaf. They have a rotating menu of um, specials every day. You can also order from the sit-down restaurant from the bar outside. So as we've done, we've been, we haven't sat down inside the restaurant to eat other than breakfast this morning. We've gotten food, either the quick grab-and-go stuff or ordered from the sit-down restaurant because we like eating casually out here by the pool. Uh, and I agree, there are a lot of reasons when you come here that you should go off property. There's a place that we've come to every time that we've been here called Squid Lips. It's about 10 minutes or so down the road, down A1A. It's literally, you know, it's the road that you come off of when you come out of the resort. It's this waterside, really, it's an overwater restaurant and bar that has shore food. That's the only way to say It's like great seafood and raw bar. And that's one of dozens of places 
like that in the area. So keep that in mind when you come here. And the concierge and the cast members at the front desk are happy to recommend some of their local favorite places as well and certainly look online. I know we have a conversation going on in the WW Radio Clubhouse about some of the things that people like to do when they come here as well as some of the places that they like to go. And Squid Lips for us has sort of become like a little bit of a tradition. Like we love going out there and just casually sitting out by the water. Yeah, I, I definitely think this resort incentivizes you to go out because a lot of the menus and a lot of like the place that you can get stuff to eat here is like they're very small and limited menus, which I think incentivizes you to like go. And also the cast members are like, oh, yeah, there are a lot of great local places. And I recommend this, this and this. And it just helps incentivize people to go out into Vero Beach itself and get some of the local places and just has a great incentivization to go out and explore Vero Beach. Yeah, I um I really enjoyed like sort of leaving property as much as I sort of love this almost bubble that they've created, how it's sort of very immersive here. Um but I I have to say I really enjoy their little like I think it's called the market, the wind and waves market. Um I love like being able to just grab something and then, you know, return to our our seat by the pool or at the beach. Um to have that and they I, I got to say, if you know, you know, they have the Disney chicken nuggets and the Disney French fries. They also have all of the ice cream options like the Mickey bar and the Mickey ice cream sandwich. Um, and they had a really good create your own salad, which I had today and it was really good. So and we had and we had like great sandwiches and they had like a chicken pot pie. They had meatloaf. You had pasta today that also was like 10 different. Talk about the case right now. Okay. I have to take a moment to talk about the muffins. They have probably 10 different muffins slash cupcakes here, and I have tried most of them because they look so good. They're really, really yummy. My favorites, if you ever come, definitely try it. It sounds strange, but it's really good. The mint chocolate chip muffin or the double chocolate muffin or the s'mores cupcake, those are my favorites. But I just thought that was a really interesting um, sort of little, I don't know, detail, I guess, that I really enjoyed. So the other option, too, um, that you have is, you know, you have all these um, restaurants that have delivery services. So we had a wonderful dinner last night delivered while we were playing Monopoly. And I think that's a great option. If you don't really want to leave the resort, you can play a game in the back room and just order a pizza or something, you know, because it's that really re relaxed vibe here that you don't have to get dressed. You don't want to go anywhere. So, I mean, I enjoy that, too. Yeah, and what we did was sort of a, a combination of all of the above, including bringing our own snacks. You know, because we came from home, and I understand if you're traveling, but even if you have a car and you want to stop at the local grocery store or Walgreens and get some of your favorite chips or, you know, dips or things to drink, because this is a Disney Vacation Club resort, it's important to note that all of the rooms have a refrigerator and a microwave. So and if you want to, and a coffee maker. maker, right? So if you want to have a quick breakfast or, a lot of times for me, I'm a late night snacker. You're able to do that in your room. So we've eaten at the quick service. We've done the grab and go at the marketplace. We've ordered from the sit down restaurant. We had breakfast in there this morning, which I loved my corned beef hash. It normally is a character meal, right? Like isn't right. The last time we were here was a character meal. I assume that we'll be back post COVID. And then last night we just didn't feel like going anywhere. We were sort of just chill from being at the pool all day. And we, you, whether it be Uber Eats or Grubhub, there's a number. We had this wonderful ahi tuna bowl. There's, I, we saw people getting pizza. 
mac and cheese. So there's a wide variety of local restaurants that you don't necessarily have to go to in order to enjoy. We saw people sitting outside uh, watching the watching Frozen while they were while they were you know going inside and picking up their food. And Disney has obviously no problem with that. But that actually leads me to uh, number eight on my list, which is like Aulani, you never have to leave the resort. Right? The first time we left, we went to Aulani. Other than things like, I think you need to go to Pearl Harbor, but that's a separate conversation when we talk about Aulani. You never have to leave this resort, but I think that you should. And I think Disney does as well because there are so many great local activities around here. And when we came, we started doing some research about some of the things that we wanted to do. There's a small zoo just a couple of minutes away. There's a, a free driving trail, a nature driving tra- trail right across the street. There's local shopping. There's a lot of local tour options that you can actually book right through the resort, like uh, kayaking. And again, you don't need to do those things off resort, but you can. And yesterday, right, yesterday we did, we went to a place called McKee Botanical Gardens, which give credit where it's due, Marion found. We love those sort of natural walking trails. This is something that you looked up, you found, and it was the best $15 per person I've spent in a long, long time. Yeah, so I was just looking for things to do outside the resort. As much as I love the beach and pool, swimming just sometimes is not my thing, which is fine. So, but I love like taking those nature trails or getting like, you know, an Instagram Instagram pic, you know, where you can. And this botanical garden, I definitely caught my eye. It's so, so cool. There are um, opportunities for people of all ages. It's really like they give you everything that you need and you can basically just walk around. There are some really cool sculptures. There's like Lego sculptures everywhere. There's these like stick tree houses. There's an amazing kid area with like this giant pirate ship that you can walk through. That's sort of like a jungle gym type thing. That we spent some time in. That we even went to. There's like a fairy garden and there's these beautiful, you know, obviously flowers and plants that they tell you all about. Um, and yeah, there's that, that was something that I'm so happy that I And got. we were there for about three hours. Yeah. You know, we sort of very much took our time and, and it was not crowded. No. Um, again, we're in COVID time and it's important to mention things like everybody was wearing a mask, being physically distanced. But we had such an, again, it goes back to that we forget sometimes to enjoy the simple pleasures. It doesn't have to be a ride and a queue. You can do something like that and have such a good time. Yeah, it really was. It was just so relaxing. It was the perfect weather. There wasn't a lot of people there. And just like Marion said, like you, there was something for all ages. Um, for little kids, they had a scavenger hunt, too, that you can go back into the little kids' area. And there was all these little kids running around. Um, we also, Marion and I, found like fairies. There were hidden fairies like all through the fairy garden. So it was really, really nice. And that's the thing. There are so many great local. I mean, yesterday we found we didn't even know that there's a shrimp fest, like a yeah. like a fair going on. We didn't get a chance to go to. I almost wish we could have stayed a little bit longer so we could check it out. But there is so much. And obviously, before you come, look or just talk to the concierge and cast members at the front desk who could recommend some places to go and things to do uh, because there's a lot to Vero Beach. And I think next time we come. I want to stay longer so we can not just enjoy more at the resort, but enjoy more about Vero as well. 
Yeah, I was, like, talking about that botanical garden, it was just so great because it was, like, you didn't need to stay inside the little Disney bubble to have, like, such a great immersive experience. It was just such, like, a nice little thing that, like, you got to get off your phones. You could just enjoy nature and the beat and just the sounds and everything. And it was just such a great experience here at the resort and just around the local. Place. Yeah, I would go I would go back and do that again in, in a heartbeat as well as the little zoo and some of the other places that you found along the way. Um, the last two, one that I have to mention, because it is a Disney resort, is the Disney service here is as exceptional as it is everywhere else. From the cast members at the front desk to the staff, even out here by the pool. Again, we are at a time, unfortunately, during COVID, where it's important to note that everybody is doing their part. Everybody is wearing their masks, uh, their face coverings as they need to, except obviously if you're on the pool deck. Here, as, a, as opposed to allowing guests to sort of pick and choose and, you know, find their own chairs, they're escorting you. They almost have like a, um, as if you went to a restaurant, they have a map of where all the locations are, knowing what's available and what's not, and they're escorting you to your tables and chairs. So incredibly friendly, such great service throughout last night i had some questions went up to the front desk not once not twice but three times and she was so wonderful and such a pleasure to deal with and it matters like it makes the disney difference matters in a huge way and i and i love the fact that like disney cruise line like aulani that same level of service and exceeding expectations happens here you know i mean all the things that you expect like pin trading and just how friendly they are all those things happen here too. So the other thing too is is that when when you walk in, they tell you that um, when you're leaving to how to put your chair so they know that the table is sat at, and you'll see all the cast members they're coming around and cleaning all every single chair, every single table when people get up, taking all the towels. Um, all the bathrooms are immaculate. Even the, as I said, when we were in the room, everything says sanitize. So. Well, and I watched as we were sitting here, them sanit- as people left, they were sanitizing all yeah. of the lounge chairs, all the tables. Right. Yeah, I definitely have to say I'm slightly, I, I would call myself a germaphobe. I am really hyper fixated on that type of thing. But I have to say they really did an outstanding job. Um you know, you could see the the extra step that they put in to regulate the distancing, regulate the masks. There's someone outside of all the entrances and exits of the of the pool area to make sure that you're wearing a mask. They provide you one if you need one. Um, and again, you really see them like sanitizing everything. They it's it, really that extra step goes a long way. I've said since the beginning of the pandemic that when Walt Disney World opened, it was and still remains the safest place I have been by far. I feel that same way here. And I'm really like, I I had no idea what to expect, but I'm really happy that any sort of concerns or fears that you might have can and should be alleviated even before you get here because every, and it's again, I think we as Disney fans know to do our part, but that Disney is very much doing their parts so that you can proactively see them doing things to allay any of those fears. Uh, And I think finally, the, the last thing that I have on my list is exactly the way I start a show is the way that I feel this is such a wonderful place to just sit back and relax. There's something about waking up to that sunrise over the Atlantic, listening to the sound of the ocean, and hopefully you can hear it 
a little bit behind us. I know it's a little windy out here. If you can, and it's within your budget, I highly recommend upgrading to an ocean view room if you can. I'm normally not one that that doesn't really matter, especially if I'm staying like at a Walt Disney World Resort because I spend you spend sometimes so little time in your room. I don't need a savanna view of the animals because I'm not there that often. Here, I think because you vacation different here, you spend even possibly more time in your room. I would have loved to have a couple more days, get up in the morning with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and just sit out on that balcony, watch the sunrise and listen to those ocean waves. There is something incredibly soothing about it. There's hammocks like nestled in all of these sort of mangrove bushes and trees. There's these huge relaxing hammocks. There are so many places to do nothing but nothing. And I love that about that. And I think, again, it's very different than a Walt Disney World vacation. And there is something almost, it felt therapeutic for me to be here as I felt my stress level come down just a little bit. Yeah, I just really love how, like, it's a very chill place. It's not like, as I've said before, there's not anything that you, like, need to do at a certain time. You can just go at your own pace and just go with the flow and just come sit by the beach or, like, sit in the shade in the sand and just enjoy the sounds of the of the waves and nature and all the wildlife. And it's just such a great place to just be in the moment. It was nice just not to be on a schedule. I know you can be in a schedule if you need one, but it was nice just to relax and not be in a schedule. So coming full circle, if you had to say to somebody who's thinking about coming to Disney's Vero Beach Resort for the first time, what is the one compelling reason you think they should come or what is your one favorite part about this resort the beach the sunrise the sunset the way that you can just go at your own pace with like you can like do whatever you want you can go to the beach one day you can go do local stuff another day it's just all on you and you can do whatever you want the multitude of options that you get um, when it comes to activities or things to do or things not to do. I think it's, I think that's it. I think there's this idea of choosing your own adventure in terms of, and you can just wake up in the morning and decide, Hey, I want to just, and it's, you are literally on the beach. You know, it's a one minute walk down to the beach or you can sit by the pool. There's a super cool water slide right next to this great kids play area. There's a putt putt mini golf that's here. Everything is so close you don't have to go anywhere, but if you want to, right outside the door, there's this wonderful old old Florida beach town with great restaurants, great attractions, great things to do, great shopping. And this is all just a, a very simple, very easy two-hour drive from Walt Disney World. So whether you're looking to Vero as a destination on its own or something to do before or after your next Walt Disney World vacation, I think I and we collectively very highly recommend it. Um, I have a feeling we'll be back here again probably this summer, especially when the turtles come back. And when the spa opens. <laughs> research trip, right? You've learned the, uh, the, the, the magic of the research trip. And don't forget that if you are thinking about coming to Disney's Vero Beach Resort, you do not need to be a Disney Vacation Club member. And in fact, I highly recommend reach out to our friends over at MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. They can help answer any questions that you have. Make any all of your reservations as well, and you can find them over at mousefantravel.com and tell them lose at you. But I want to know from you, our friend who's sitting out here, look, as we watch the sunset over the pool, just how beautiful that is. 
I want to know, have you ever been to Disney's Vero Beach Resort? And if so, what do you think? If you haven't, is this something that either you didn't know about? Has it been on your radar? Is it something that you're looking to do? And if not, if you haven't come here, why? What's holding you back? We're going to have this conversation in the WW Radio Clubhouse. That is our community on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also let me know by calling the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Actually, if you're at Dizzy's Vero Beach Resort, call us from the pool area, from the beach, from the restaurant, or from the spa. Well, if you call from the spa, that would be weird. But call me and let me know exactly what it is that you think. But Deanna, Marion, Nicholas, and you, our friend who has been uh, sort of sharing this uh, day and this recap with us, uh, thank you so very much for listening. Let's see. It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in which you see, hear, remember, or even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney Prize package. And this week's trivia contest is brought to you by Sideshow Collectibles, where you can let your Disney Sideshow with limited edition collectible figures, statues, art prints, jewelry, clothing, and really anything that you can think of to let your Disney or your Geek Sideshow, because they have amazing products from the Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, and other film and show pop culture universes. They also have an amazing gallery of fine art prints as well. You can check out their Disney collection by going to www.radio.com slash Disneyside. You can also just go to www.radio.com slash Sideshow to find their entire collection. And if you want to save $15 off your first order, all you need to do is just sign up for the free newsletter again. Go to www.radio.com slash Sideshow. Now, before we get to this week's trivia question, we're going to go back, review last week, and select our winner. So last week, I brought you over to New Fantasyland in Magic Kingdom, specifically Enchanted Tales with Belle. And I said that if you went into Belle's home in Maurice's cottage, you'd find that before they left, they were in the middle of playing what type of game? First, I want to thank the hundreds of you who entered, got this one correct, and knew, of course, that the answer was checkers. Although, again, I got some very funny, very creative answers as well. It doesn't matter because I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a new prize package that includes a brand new WW Radio pin and a keychain. If you go to the WW Radio blog or if you go to my Instagram at Instagram.com slash you can see the all-new designs and that the pin is not like a traditional enamel pin both the pin and the keychain are this very cool, full-color acrylic, only available as contest prizes. And I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week's winner is Alexa Natalikio. So Alexa, congratulations. You use the online form so I have a shipping address and we'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, we're going to go back to Epcot Center, maybe because I'm still thinking about the music of Epcot from our last two episodes. And this week, I want you to tell me what attraction, show, or film in this Epcot location begins or began with this phrase, to know this land's heart and soul, to discover its spirit. 
That's it. Just give me the name of the attraction, show, or film, and what Epcot Pavilion you could have heard that phrase. You have until Sunday, April 11th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. And again, this week you're going to play for the brand new WW Radio pin and keychain, only available as contest prizes. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Please come be part of the community and conversation by joining the WW Radio Clubhouse group on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. And be sure to like the WW Radio page at facebook.com slash WW Radio. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming episode, email me lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail with a question, a comment about this week's show, or just a hello from the parks at 407-900-9391. Also, don't forget to join me this and every Wednesday night for WW Radio Live. It's my live weekly broadcast and conversation over on Facebook. I'm often live from the Disney theme parks, or if I'm broadcasting from the home studio, we will discuss this week's podcast, my Disney Plus pick of the week. And right now we're talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You can be part of my top five live and my 20 questions contest where you can be part of the fun for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Again, every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. Huge thanks to the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I sincerely appreciate your love, support, friendship, and help, and love being able to give back to you each month with monthly scavenger hunts and trivia quests from the parks monthly live video group calls, care packages from Walt Disney World, and lots more. To find out how you can not only help the show for as little as a dollar a month, and don't forget that a portion of your contribution does go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to you, we've donated more than $410,000 to Make-A-Wish, and the nation is not only a great way to help the show, but that cause, and get those rewards every month. To find out more, visit www.radionation.com. I want to thank some new and longtime members, including Laura Christian, Gina Flacco, Beatrice Dennis, Ethan Gakoski, Angie Robinson, and Louis Passauer. Thank you all so very much. I sincerely appreciate you being part of the Nation family. And speaking of giving thanks, huge thanks to Becky Mankin and the entire team over at Mouse Fan Travel, my official and re- recommended travel provider. Whether you're going to Disney World, Land, Vero Beach, or anywhere on the planet, you'll get the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no cost to you. More importantly, with an exceptional level of personal service over at MouseFanTravel.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word, tell a friend, rate and review the show over an Apple podcast. It takes just a couple of seconds and is incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like SGGHRRGHW from Australia. And now I'm reading this in Australian accent in my head. It says, I can't get to Walt Disney World, but this is the next best thing. Lou's podcast is the next best thing to going to Walt Disney World. The hints, background information, and the humor of the podcast Fill in until your family gets to visit the podcast along at Lou's virtual audio tours are your best source for Walt Disney World information. I just hope that one day Lou will find the time to add to the virtual tours, especially one that would cover Galaxy's Edge. Please, with question mark. Thank you to Lou, Becky, and Tim. And that's from Brent in Brisbane, Australia. 
and yeah, 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 yeah. Says it's perfect in every way. I love all the creative topics you come up with. You're truly a great person. Thank you. And I wish you the best of luck with the podcast and life in these crazy times. I'm a new listener and definitely won't quit listening. Thanks and bye for now. Thank you, yeah, 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 yeah. And S-G-G-H-D-D-R. Tim Brent from Brisbane, Australia. Again, to rate and review the show, just search for WW Radio in Apple Podcasts or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes for instruction and link. Also, I would love for you to join us on our WW Radio Marvel Day at Sea Cruise, February 5th through the 10th, 2022, out of Miami, Florida on the Disney Magic. In addition to all of the fun as part of a Disney cruise and getting back to cruising again and visiting Grand Cayman and Castaway Key as part of the WW Radio group, we also have a lot of special exclusive activities including meetups, pre-stay hotel specials, group dining, shore excursions, a lot of special surprises and more. You can only be part of those by booking in the official group. It doesn't cost you anything else. You can learn more and get a free no-obligation quote by visiting www.radio.com slash marvelcruise. Finally, most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope that this show brought a little bit of happiness and joy and a smile to your face this week is a welcome distraction from maybe everything going on in the quote-unquote real world and that it brings a little bit of positivity to you and that's something that you pay forward to others. I invite you, I implore you to go out and choose the good, find the good in everything that you encounter and do and pay that forward to other people by being the good. You'll find that positivity is contagious You'll feel pretty good about it as well. So until next week, I hope to see you in the clubhouse on Facebook this Wednesday night for WW Radio Live. And I hope that this really is your best week ever. Thank you. I love and appreciate you. See ya. Hi, everybody. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts. Um, It is almost 7 in the morning on Wednesday, March 31st. I cannot believe March has weirdly gone by fast. Maybe not for all of us, but... Don't know what it is, but it felt like a really quick month. Usually with teaching, it never feels that way. Um, anyway, just listened yesterday to your first part of the Epcot music, and now I'm in the middle of listening to the second this morning on my way to work. And as always, it's a great show. Um, I cannot agree. I forget who now said it, but I cannot agree more about the Norway music. Um, out of all the pavilions, I've always felt like, the music there, there's something off about it. And my dad is from Norway, so we travel to Norway a lot and for COVID did constantly. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't know what the answer is because I don't really – or, like, I cannot pinpoint what even traditional music might sound like in its own unique way. I almost think it does sound like other cultures' musics. I don't know. It's confusing, but I agree. There's something about it that doesn't feel 100% like it belongs there. And Norway's one of my favorite pavilions. So I've always kind of been like, eh, it's kind of a bummer. I don't really understand it. Um, anyway, can't agree more with all your comments about all the pavilions and all the music. Um, my personal favorite, I think, is actually France and the UK and Morocco, like you guys have talked about. Actually, I think that's on this one that I'm listening to now. But I've always loved that sense that there's more going on in Morocco than there really is. So, yeah, um, excited to finish listening. You guys are about to t- start talking about illuminations. But I would kill right now to see either – I would see any of the nighttime shows right now in Epcot. Um, it's been much too long. Hope everyone's having an awesome week. 
Um, stay positive. Do something kind for someone else. Um, you got this if you need to hear that. And I look forward to chatting with you guys all real soon. Bye, guys. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flower Town, Pennsylvania. I a trail run today with a doggy and Jason he hasn't been inside the temple in China in a while to see the movie. So when we were there in January, um, I came across something, a pleasant surprise. We were waiting for the movie to start and there's a room off to the left when you walk in and if you go in there, there's a whole display um, explaining all of the different lands and attractions at uh, Shanghai Disneyland. So it was pretty, pretty awesome. So you could go land by land, attraction by attraction. They had some little miniatures. They had some of the cast member uh, costumes that they wear. It was really a pleasant surprise and something that we just happened upon. So if you're in China, I'm not sure if it's still there, but it was only like two months ago, so hopefully it's still there. Anyway, I just wanted to um, get that little tidbit in there, and um, I'm really enjoying the show, so I'm going to get back to it. You guys are in Germany in the show right now, so here I go, back to listening. Everybody have a wonderful day. Make someone smile. It's in the 60s and sunny in Pennsylvania. Woohoo! Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Mark Baldwin calling in from Southern California. I just finished listening to your Music of World Showcase Part 2, and you guys are talking about the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, you know, Disney on Broadway. And I remember my first time going to Epcot in 2018. Uh, my friend Michael and I used to be in theater together in college, and so we wanted to go to the Disney on Broadway there at the Festival of Arts. And we were so excited to see Adam Jacobs and Ariel Jacobs um, perform. And um, we're huge fans of Aladdin. And so we had been following Adam Jacobs for a while, and we were stoked to see him there at Epcot. Um, yeah, and so we actually watched the second performance and then immediately got right back in line, waited in the rain um, so they could have front row seats to uh, see them again. And uh, afterwards, we were able to meet both of them and um, get pictures with them, autographs. And it was just awesome to get to see some Broadway stars as we were theater kids ourselves. So, yeah, really love Disney on Broadway. Mm-hmm.